0: welcome to joiners the podcast with tim and danny where each week we rip shots from the hospitality bottle and chase it with fine conversation yes indeed indeed last night uh i may have ripped a shot at the puttery opening Ooh, what kind of shot i actually didn't have a shot but i did have some really good cocktails and played some mini golf in a cool kind of nightlife setting if you're not Hmm. familiar with puttery there are a few locations but they just they're just now opening the chicago one in the West Loop, um, and it was cool. It was kind of like a little sneak peek. We do the uniforms for them, and we've been a good client for the past couple of years. I mean, we've gotten to do a lot of how, cre- creative stuff with their uniform. How big's the space? It's big. I think this one's 19,000 square feet. And do you pay per like? How does how does that work? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Last night we got a free round of mini golf because it was like a little preview. But um, is it like a similar to you got your putter and your ball like you would at a mini? Like at a putt putt place. Yes, although I was expecting different colored balls to tell them apart, but instead they have like a four digit number on there, which is a little difficult. I think, what? I, I think I'd get. Yeah, I think. Well, I'd get is the there like ball. an elect? Is there a kind of a computer data component to this? Yeah, I mean, we weren't keeping score. There are like iPads set up in each gotcha. hole, and it's nice. It's it's thoughtful. Like they've got the iPad set up, and then they've got like a little place to set your drink. So you go through, but the holes are really hard.
1: Hmm. Like the. Well, kind of
0: good in a way. Yeah, but like impossible. Some of them are kind of like impossibly hard. Huh. Wow.
1: Yeah. Keep it coming it, back. It tough. Everyone but it's nice because it.
0: the greens are slow. And so there's a lot of slopes. And sometimes you can get a ball to not necessarily roll all the way down the slope and it kind of stays put, huh. which is nice. It sounds like a better command of science might have yeah. helped you prevail in that situation yeah you really have to factor in the friction coefficient which of course (laughs) i did well someone who definitely has a firm command of science is our guest for this week and a firm
1: command of the golf course yeah he's actually got got all the things you need to succeed at puttery
0: yeah and beyond perhaps is on point yeah we're talking of course about huge galdonis yeah famed photographer former scientist and now friend of the pod, absolutely. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Huge.
2: Th- thanks for having me, by the way.
1: Yeah, thank you for Thanks coming. for being here. What's on your docket for today? Um, I'm actually it's a day off. Oh, we have a big shoot next week, so. Who's the
2: big shoot? McCain. Do you know? Uh, Orida, I guess, is the American brand. Oh. So the frozen... Yeah, Orida. Like yeah. Uh, frozen... Frozen like foods. Hash, hash browns and, and shit.
0: Yeah, oh, but it's wow. all like
2: um, like top secret new like pro- prototype material that Ooh. they're going to be running.
1: So you can't mention it on air? Uh, I, mm, probably not. <laughs>
2: I mean, I can say I'm working with them, but <laughs> yeah, I, I can't Orida. say for
0: what. That's cool. Wait, where's <laughs> wow, the shoot?
2: But, uh, in my studio. So oh. I'm, I'm in the ICNC. Uh, that's, that's oh, why, nice. That's why What, I what floor are you on? Right beside Lucky
0: Prince. Oh, th- th- okay. uh, Carol, third cool. floor. So, yeah, you're on the Carol side. Carol right. side. Yeah. So, what was what did this week look like?
2: This past week. Yeah. Um, pre-production for next week. Okay. Well I've been back in studio, meetings, pre-pro-, pre-pro-, pre-pro calls.
1: Wow. What does the setup look like? like um, how how long? What is the the
2: actual production? Yeah. It's one day of pre-production on Tuesday where everyone like loads in. Yeah. Food stylist, prop stylist, blah blah blah, and then um, three days of shooting wow like eight to six that's insane wednesday thursday friday we have like 15 different skews to photograph
1: is it like shooting and then reviewing what the shots are with you know some decision maker and then you kind of take their edits on the fly and uh, basically going?
2: yeah we have the agency there who's re- representing mccain and then we have mccain yeah plus our crew of like 15 people so, oh my
0: god, it's so a major production is what's where will the photos live is that for packaging um,
2: Yeah, a bit of everything. Advertising, marketing, packaging, social media. We're doing a lot of... um, We're doing motion and still. So there'll be a lot of videos for ads, targeted ads uh, online and stuff. That's cool.
1: Yeah. And how did you get into this whole food world, food shooting?
2: Um, I mean, I used to... I still love food.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I used to work in kitchens, Mm -hmm. but... Didn't really want to work until 3 in the morning each day. Yeah, fair enough. And was always an avid, like, photographer. And I just, at one point in my life, was able to mix the two.
1: So, like, going all the way back to when you were a kid, were you taking pictures?
2: Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. Like, did you always have an interest in images?
2: Yeah. I have a poor memory, so I was always <laughs> taking pictures. But yeah. in terms of, like, my first, like, professional camera, that was probably in college. Like, well, what early. were you
0: shooting on as a kid?
2: Uh, like Canon Rebel it was like my first SLR. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. before that, I had just a bunch of like cannon point and shoots. But yeah, Canon rebel. They still exist. Yeah.
1: Cool. And you took, uh, as far as I understand, a pretty roundabout route to get into this industry.
2: Yeah. Very convoluted, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what did you initially set off to do? Like when you were a kid heading into, you know, higher education, what was your path?
2: Man, I hate to ruin my street grid telling everyone about this story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, long story short... I basically was a scientist for the the early part of my life. Um, Did my bachelor's degree at McGill in physiology and then did a PhD in pharmacology and therapeutics. Uh, That was all, again, in Montreal. Moved here to Chicago. Worked in OBGYN for three years at Northwestern. And so I was always a research scientist. And
1: was it always in the back of your mind that you wanted to get out?
2: Mm, y- yes and no. I, I loved what I did as a scientist, but there were a lot of trials and tribulations when I moved to Chicago in terms of getting funding and just being successful and realizing, hey, maybe I'm not really cut out for this. Yeah. So I actually hadn't had an out and made the
1: yeah you had another skill set this
2: executive decision to be like all right let me give this photography thing a try full-time but also all through grad school i was taking photos part-time yes yeah, so while you, i was working in the restaurants so you, know? you
1: were developing it kind of simultaneously yeah and how what brought you to chicago from from montreal
2: it was actually a, a science job so northwestern um, after my phd you can either go into industry you can work for like a big pharma company or you can do more research uh, as like a postdoctoral fellow. Yeah, and I actually came here because of that. So I was hired at Northwestern to basically help develop. And man, nerd talk. I don't. You can, <laughs> you can edit no, this out too. Not. I love it. Uh, yeah. You can edit I think all it's this very out. Interesting. We, uh, I was h- hired to help develop or research how to make an artificial ovary for women undergoing chemotherapy, so that we could freeze their eggs. They can under, they can do the chemo and then implant their eggs back into this artificial ovary. So that's what we were doing. And oh, has okay.
1: the artificial ovary been created by now? Uh,
2: generally speaking, yes. I th- there's still a lot of things that have to get, you know. Again, I've been out of the business or out of the industry for years now.
1: Do you, but you I'm still sure. follow kind of the progress in that specific area? I
2: do. I have a lot of friends who are still in 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 the business yeah. or in the... In that realm so I still I still follow I don't read as much as I used to but yeah
1: wow do you kind of like miss that part of your life like does it do you ever think about it
2: I miss a steady paycheck (laughs) Uh, that's probably the only thing I miss
0: yeah yeah so real quick the concept of this the storage the artificial ovaries for when you implant it back it's not like obviously it's stored in like a lab setting and the eggs and then when you go to implant after chemotherapy or whatever treatment then it's implanted back into the woman
2: yeah basically uh yeah that basically what it is we're using alginate they use that in the kitchen they make like fluid gels there's the the crossover right (laughs) and so the 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 biomaterial was or is alginate and they'd basically implant the eggs in alginate it would mimic an ovary and then you just implant that chunk back into a a human Hmm. or a surrogate mother or whatever
0: could that be done with stem cells now so the body doesn't reject it i guess
2: Mm. I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe it's been perhaps done, you get yeah. me in touch with
0: your colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were working in kitchens. What were you what what were those roles like at um, the time?
2: It was a mixed bag. Um I was working as like a, a garmo garmanger. Gar I was working a barback. I would work brunch service, I'd work dinner service. Um, I'd be a prep. It was really just whatever I could get my hands on while I was still in grad school. So I'd I'd still be studying going to school, but then three or four days a week, I'd work at um, a restaurant in Montreal.
1: Are, we doing, Are they still around, these restaurants?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Joe Beef family. Yeah, So cool. Joe, Joe Beef, if you guys Pretty been, well known. Pretty yeah. well known, and
0: yeah. yeah. Cool, and were you doing photography for them as well?
2: Yeah, that's actually the, I was. And that's sort of what made me realize sort of that light bulb in my head, like, oh shit, I can do what I love, photography, live where I want to live in the restaurant. But not, you know, have to work until 3 in the morning. Right. It was like I was working the line one day. It was really quiet. I was taking pictures. And a week later, the one of the owners, Fred Moray, was like, hey, Huge, we need some photos for something. I'm like, I don't know. What, what's this thing? I'm like, he's like, I don't know. Just give me photos. I'm like, all right. I'll give him photos. A month later, all, all my images end up in Elle magazine, oh, Forbes, wow. Travel Leisure, Food and Wine. Oh, my and God. I, and was that's you get credited? when I was credited. Oh. Yeah. And that's when I realized, like, oh, shit, this could be something. Wow! But
1: I still didn't pursue it full time for like, several years later because... Were you getting feedback from people from those photos or were you getting any inquiries off that stuff?
2: I started riding that wave and, you know, trying to work for different blogs uh, in Montreal and whatnot. Wow. Um, but, again, it didn't really transpire to a full career until
0: later later on so what year was this when uh, you started started um like Doing, uh, no, like uh, when you were like that Joe initial Eve. shoot yeah
2: yeah probably 99 2000ish
0: pre social media pre yeah, yeah yeah it was pre
2: social media so
0: now i mean now it well it went to photography it was key for all hospitality places but now it's like video and tiktok and it's yeah it's it's evolved and you've just kind of ridden the wave huh
2: yeah i mean i still specialize in the photo side of things
0: um but you do video stuff too right
2: yeah so my company um i'm a i'm a partner uh it's called roll cut studios now i partnered up with my business partner his name's mark and he's the video guy and we're providing food and beverage video and photo like in tandem cool is
1: it always in tandem like for the shoot you're doing next week it sounds like both
2: yeah, so it's both. So typically when we're servicing both types of asset, we'll go through Roll Cut Studios. If it's photo only, I'll do it under Galdo Photo, which is my photo brand. And if it's video only, we'll do it through his his company.
1: Oh, but it's amazing. still kind of all together or st- yeah, it's yeah. still all together. I but think it's just it- the way that you identify ours.
2: the way we package and you know the way we package our brand is really dictated by what the client needs yeah
1: you know um, cool. it's, it's always
2: easier for a client to say yes when we're
1: pro- providing them a two-for-one deal basically mm-hmm. sure you know like it's all in-house you know what's up you
0: communicate with each other Yeah,
2: one contract one invoice yeah. you know it's just easier instead of having yeah. two separate entities deal with that
0: so how long ago did you guys team up
2: that was a covid pivot so okay. that was two years ago cool yeah but we've been collaborating for years oh nice yeah we've uh, he actually worked on Northwestern not as a scientist. He was actually in the multimedia department doing video, and that's
1: how we met, and we just kept in touch. That's crazy. Did he know that you were a pretty solid photographer at that time?
2: Yeah, I actually had him, the first time we worked together, we shot a Chicago Gourmet years ago, um, probably, and that was probably eight or nine years ago, and Mm -hmm. I know you had a, you had Jenna, was it your first guest? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was the intern who was basically our handler for the whole week, Wow. and so that's where sort of like our world's all oh wow,
1: yeah, that is nuts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just to go back a little bit, when you started to pursue photography full time as a career, what did that look like? How did you make that leap? Um,
2: I basically was approached by one client, um, the Kashan Five 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 Tour. There, they were they were a traveling food competition.
1: Yeah, Jason Vincent won it.
2: Yeah, he won it a couple years ago, and that was at the Big Kahuna in in Aspen. Yeah, so the the Kashong 555 tour, I can't remember what year that was, but that was, you know, uh, at least 10 years ago. Yeah. They reached out to me to photograph one or two events, one being in Chicago and then D.C. and whatnot. And probably after those two or three shoots, they were like, we want to have you as our staff photographer.
0: Nice. And
2: I'm like, all right. So I basically gave my notice at Northwestern and said, hey, well, I asked my wife. I'm like, hey, can I leave my, my so well-paying Rachel job? Knew
1: about all, like, she saw this whole progression from?
2: Yes, like science to, to the, you know, starving yeah. artist. I'm yeah. not sure she was <laughs> the happiest because when she married me, she was hoping to marry a doctor, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, but that being said, you know, with her consent and with a little bit of finagling, I left Northwestern and sort of rolled the coattails of the Cachon tour for eight years. I shot for them.
0: Cool. And oh. what
2: was great about this was that it was traveling, so I'd go to all the major cities. I'd handshake with all the major chefs in each city, and that's sort of how I hmm. started networking my, wow. my national. Very cool. So did you, were
0: you a full-time employee, or did you set up your own? Were you a contractor?
2: I was a contractor, so I just set up my LLC, Galonis Photography, and just serviced whenever they needed. Wow. And then... When I wasn't traveling with them, I worked for New York Magazine. They had Grub Street, which was, an uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember yeah, that. Yeah. I was one of their house photographers. And that's, again, what made me figure out or, inter, like, it, it made me realize how to get into the Matrix in Chicago. That's mm-hmm. how I got to meet all the chefs in Chicago was mm-hmm. through shooting for New
1: York Magazine. And did you feel that Chicago was the best home base as far as traveling or just you didn't really have a choice anyway?
2: Oh, one I didn't have a choice because I was already here. Rachel, and yeah. my wife, already has had a job here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in the middle of the country, so yeah, it's accessibility. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And when you left Northwestern, did you take a pay cut to go work for Krishan?
2: Oh yeah, significantly. It, um, you know, dire straits uh, at one point. Wow. <laughs> no, but you know, like, but yeah, it, it's a it's, the, it's the, yeah it's a risk you take. <clears throat> and I was basically doing what I love. I still do what I love yep you know i like this
1: podcast yeah
2: i, I mean i'm not <laughs> scraping by now I don't, I don't there's no appearance fee here so
1: <laughs> i i can not say I,
2: I can say no to things i don't want to do yeah. but ultimately it was really about being able to like do what the hell i want to do yeah be my own boss yeah create something awesome and work with people that i want to work with
1: yeah i mean certainly some pretty significant
0: relationships have come out of the photography
2: yeah um but it that took a couple of years you know yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah sounds like you were good at networking and meeting people and holding out of those relationships
2: yeah I think the big thing about why my company has been successful is just the, the client retention really mm-hmm. and just again it's just creating relationships they're not it's not just you know vendor customer relationship it really is about just creating a bond and yeah. having re- repeat customers and, yeah. so and it who, speaks
0: uh, to the quality of the work that people come back
2: i like to think so yeah yeah i like to think so and also like for a lot of the chefs i work with you know they'll work with other photographers who will take two three hours to shoot one dish you know i, I understand what you know they have other things to do mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so you know time is money and yeah. i can communicate with our the clientele in, in a way that they get it and i get it so that way everyone everyone gets what they need efficiently and quickly
1: Joiner's podcast is brought to you by Party Can. Party Can is a premium, batched, large format, full-flavored cocktail that uses high-end liquor, real juice, real ingredients. It's all natural, gluten-free. It's 12 drinks in a single can, and guess what? That can actually floats. You can take it to the beach, the pool, on the boat, camping, hiking, to the game, everywhere you go. It is recyclable and reusable. It's a party in a can, and everyone's invited. Party Can is available at multiple retailers around Chicago, around the country, and you can always go to drinkpartycan.com to find a local store or have one shipped to you or a friend. And now, back to our interview. Have you ever had, like, an unsatisfied... A customer or, like, kind of a funny relationship where you were, like, shooting something pretty straightforward and then they were just kind of impossible.
0: Impossible to please? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, early on, I would say no to nothing. So I'd have to work with some, you know, questionable individuals or que- questionable they... brands. What um, was
1: it like to work? Like, what made those... Uh, um, what, yeah. what makes
0: a bad client, yeah, I guess, exactly. right?
2: Yeah. Um, one, uh, disorganized micromanaging not knowing what they want Mm -hmm. and not trusting my process or my creativity at all
1: yeah you know
2: and maybe it's an ego thing but it's just like you know you're hiring me to do something for you
1: and i know what i'm I'm doing doing. yeah
2: Yeah, let's let's do this like in a friendly way and make it make it happen um so that's, you know, no one comes to mind. I'm not going to, you know, call no, anyone out. Yeah. But, I mean, that was probably one of the two hardest things to learn was, one, how to how to say no or, you know, have this um, sort of delineate this line in the sand. Yeah. You know, usually I was always a yes person, just like I'll, I'll make it happen, I'll make it happen, you know, yeah. trying to find that. Line in the sand was the hardest. I think
0: we're probably all. Slow I, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, learning. I mean, you're right. When when you're just starting out, you want to say yes to everything, and you, and you want to please everybody. And when people come in with very specific ideas, you want to make you want to tr- at least try to do that. And then as you learn more about the process, as, and you know, with the peril in my situation, like wh- how, what fabrics are going to perform a certain way, what construction is going to perform a certain way, and you just try to make it work early on, and then when you learn to say no and kind of be like, "This is why this isn't going to work," you save yourself time, you save them time, you save money. It's just a much better. Of course. Yeah, learning yeah. to say no is the hardest thing I had to do in this business. Yeah,
2: and learning to be to work as a team rather than just as a vendor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the it's the pre-production that I feel makes everyone more successful. Having that time priority to a shoot. Yep. You know, yeah. sometimes that doesn't happen if it's a for a publication or for like a editorial, but you know, if it's for a commercial shoot, you want to spend that time. So that way I know what they want. They know what to expect and we get it done without any overtime.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, And it seems that your approach has
0: yielded many fruitful collaborations. You've done some cookbooks. What, how did that start? How did that come about? What was your first project?
2: Um, The first cookbook project was actually with Matthew Jennings out of New England. Um, He's in Vermont now. It was homegrown. And I, I didn't I always knew I wanted to do a cookbook, but, but I didn't realize how much of a vanity piece a cookbook is because the mm-hmm. amount of time that goes into shooting a cookbook versus the amount of compensation or lack thereof.
1: Um, Are you talking about for the chef or for you?
2: Oh, for me, for me as the, as the artist, you know, and it's not about money and it's, it's a vanity project, you, yeah. you know, it's, like it's, it's, a, it's piece not of, a
1: it does not pay well if you're breaking it down from an hourly perspective is what you're saying. Correct. But leaving
2: with a full body of work and having the the creative freedom to or freedom quote unquote you know to, to create something cool with the chef is far superior it's just a matter of having the means to you know allocate that time to, to right. work on you know two three weeks on a on a cookbook yeah is we talked like, a
0: little bit about the economics of cookbooks and it was like was that with Emma yeah it seems and it, lot, I mean, yeah and it's just it's from a publishing perspective it's like you have to sell thirty thousand copies just to break even so yeah it's just it's just a very tight project for everybody for, for everybody, yeah yeah
2: you know um and obviously i don't get royalties I'm, mm-hmm. I'm paid a creative fee to to shoot for however many days yeah you know so i work with matt jennings um S- S- stephanie Izard. i've worked with ever since she opened girl in the goat she's and she's still a continuing client so how that's did you guys
1: nice. meet um
2: i was sent by grub street new york, mag- new york magazine to shoot their opening um party of girl in the goat back whatever 10
1: 11 12 years ago and like during the wandering goat dinners or the no, actual actual, the actual okay, brick
2: it. and mortar it was like got their, their opening day sorry it was their opening day and i so i went to go shoot and i just got friendly with, with steph just chatted but i didn't know much about her honestly i didn't know her during her cilia days or, or her cilla days or top chef really yeah um and then i was at an event and i saw her again and she's like, are you fucking stalking me? What's wrong with you? And that's basically what happened. So, I, you know, uh, she thought I was, like, stalking her in a way. And, yeah, and I, you
0: were, but, you kind know, of, in but, a kind of a benign way. A,
2: exactly. I mean, I, I was... You post no threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then I ended up having to shoot a big piece, like, a multi-page spread for her for Elle magazine, probably a month or two later. And she was like, all right, let's try and figure something out and let's work together. Nice. Wow.
1: So what did that entail initially? Um,
2: I would just... Could come in and shoot whenever she needed asset, you know? You know, times have changed now where now it's like you need everything, like, yesterday. Yeah, but yeah. you know back in the day, it was just like, you know, menu changes, you know? Uh, and then it actually transpired or actually d- evolved into me traveling with her before opening all her other restaurants. So before Little got opened, we went to Columbia to research coffee before duck duck goat we went to china to research the food before how long are these
1: excursions about a week or two wow. about, about a week and is rachel like all right see you in two weeks
2: well she's more like is this actually your job <laughs> and i think whether it's my wife or whether it's my friends they don't sometimes realize yeah like how awesome this job is yeah <laughs> does know?
0: boca flip the bill for that sort of thing oh uh, yeah that's nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Huge isn't paying for that. We need it. yeah. Well, I, know <laughs> Stephanie, I don't know how, how it's all set up. Yeah. It's the restaurant. We should go do some uniform research somewhere.
1: <laughs> there
2: we go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so, yeah, I mean, what, those are some pretty special experiences. So you yeah. did Colombia. You did China. China.
2: Um, Peru, when she opened Cabra. Wow. And then when we when we were shooting her cookbook, we also traveled to Denver. She did, we had a beer collaboration st louis bounced around with her
1: yeah wow you've traveled all over the place yeah Yeah. so you guys i mean do you communicate outside of work stuff at this point
2: i mean with her relocating to la you know it's not not as often yeah but you know i've gone down to la to shoot her stuff and you know we'll we'll catch up when we can
1: yeah that's cool but she doesn't golf so (laughs) not yet Uh, have you tried to push her into golf or what no (laughs) were you
0: at the uh, yum yum this year he was not because <laughs> oh, uh man i'll tell you why
2: um i was not i actually qualified for the club championship for new club which both danny and i are members of oh, so wow. i was in michigan yeah. playing there
1: nice yeah it's like a little yeah. golfing society um and huge is very uh very involved he has been recognized for uh he's been given many awards
0: through new club wow what yeah. are some of these accolades what is that it's
2: one accolade it's called <laughs>
0: first of all so it's one accolade it's called the the Palmer. Like to hype it up and yeah. jealousy rears
1: its ugly face in the studio <laughs> yeah I don't know if that came off as jealousy, just exaggeration. I don't even know
2: why I do these things because I hate talking about myself. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, so you're an ace golfer. What else? Yeah, is yeah. Your bag of tricks. No, yeah. um,
2: I'm a magician. Actually, speaking of bag
1: of tricks. Oh,
0: nice. Well, yeah, for real. Magic for use?
2: real. Uh, cool. I've done everything: uh, stage,
0: cards. Is that up. true? 100 percent true. I just learned <laughs> no that Chicago, Chicago has its own that style never of magic, come up.
2: like the pizza flat yeah. and crispy no i don't
0: know <laughs> <laughs> oh you don't know. have you been to the um magic the lounge, lounge? yeah i have north? yeah I, yeah lo- so, love it yeah it was cool we went uh did you see huge's act no he wasn't performing that day but uh we went for brian mccarthy's i think 40th birthday and uh yeah they did this whole spiel about how chicago has its own style of magic that's like i think it's like around a or it's at a table yeah. and you're it's like more performative or like closer proximity yeah. to the audience yeah. or something
2: yeah so cl- close up style mm-hmm. something like you'd see at a steakhouse if you're yeah. like Swift and Sons you'll have that guy roaming around I think that's probably that's probably true
1: yeah my, yeah. my mind is still blown at because as long as i've known huge i've never known this about him oh god most of these questions i've known every answer and pretended not to know but oh <laughs> <laughs> but the magic yeah magic insane.
2: i performed for several years <laughs> that's wow. amazing Pro-
1: we're... Pro- professionally in montreal
2: i learned in montreal
1: so when you were young uh
2: younger yeah i started actually when i was high- in high school we whoa. created a company called silver spade magic whoa <laughs> oh and then it, so uh... where'd you grow up i grew up in montreal canada oh okay montreal so Quebec, okay. canada born and raised canadian
1: you had this dual trick up your sleeve now. this whole time yeah you know wow i feel like I, sh- I would be totally annoying you to perform some magic if i had known this earlier do you That's keep like, up with it i do yeah wow. i mean if i'm Are on a plane into
2: it yeah my daughter is my, my son loves it he loves the art form of it and like the technicality of it my daughter likes spoiling all the tricks so they, <laughs> yeah, they both love the it ruiner. for different ways <laughs> yeah
1: i'm surprised i feel like you would have been like when they asked you about it you're like I can never reveal my tricks
2: I was initially but then they got very they wore naggy you down. they wore me down <laughs> so like they know everything how I do everything but Callen still Call my son still appreciates his appreciates the art form wow that's
0: cool so what yeah. what format does your magic take or is it oh like, I, uh, I mean like card in, tricks I
2: think now mostly card tricks because they're accessible like yeah. if I'm on a plane for like nine hours I can just bring a deck of cards with me and I'll just fiddle
0: wow like just practice the yeah all the, shuffling with one hand and all that sort of thing yeah
2: all wow, the flourishing and all so that cool. sort of stuff i'm
1: surprised you haven't learned to make any golf balls disappear into cups
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> do we have a oh, i thought that's gonna be <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> I right, we'll let that run out yeah classic i right, had a one in four shot of getting the <laughs> the drums oh, oh we, we, <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> Um. Wow. So was
2: he? Was he just censored? Is
0: that for a commercial break?
1: No, no, no. He was trying to do like the dump bump on oh, my yeah. joke. It's, um, it's on there somewhere. He, we'll find it. He yeah. Press the wrong one. That's what post is for. Yeah, I think we should yeah. leave that in. It's pretty fun. I will we'll keep it in. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm trying. So, you like, so the drum roll. When
0: you, you said that it's a kind of a vanity project doing cookbook photography. What? Um, we have a friend shooting a, a cookbook right now. It's her. F- first cookbook and she's doing it the uh, Lula Cafe one. Oh sure and she's in yeah. town she lives in LA but she's in town shooting that right now and she's been coming back and forth for the past couple months what um, what do you think makes that Carolina. format specific Carolina Rodriguez I don't know if you know yeah her. I do oh, I mean cool. I knew you would know her that's yeah, who I, I know her work yeah, but cool.
2: uh, you know, I don't think I've ever met her in person
0: yeah so she's in town right now working on it but um, yeah you can visit Tim's apartment anytime to visit her she's staying with us yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, so like what do you have any advice having done it what um what what is something that you may might not think about going into a project like that as opposed to something for digital or something like that?
2: Um yeah I think that the biggest thing is finding out what the overall budget is first. Yeah. Because you have to allocate funds for a team, a food stylist, a prop stylist.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's coming out of your side?
2: It it depends. It depends on the mm. agreement. You know it, yeah. really, it really depends. Um but those are all things that are considerations because even some books you'll shoot in three days four days mm-hmm. but you still want to make things look like they were not shot all at the same time right and you know having a great prop stylist will help with that and those are things that i didn't come to appreciate until after the fact
0: now do you have um prop stylists and food stylists in-house or do you is there a group of people you work with
2: yeah we just have a group a list of very close friends slash vendors yeah i don't like to refer to them as vendors so they're more like
0: partners partners
2: yeah, yeah they're partners you know, and um, depending if we're doing a cocktail shoot versus a pizza shoot, we sort of know who has the better strengths at different types of food and mm-hmm. we'll just give them a call. Hmm. Um, but like, you know, as much as I love, let's say, you know, the stuff we did for Stephanie Eisert's cookbook, that book actually took 10 times longer than it should have. How because come? we Because we, did, we didn't really know the direction that it was going to take. Or what type of content we wanted, whether we were going to shoot in studio or on location, Uh, and it was initially like a traveling cookbook where she'd go to different cities and cook around, and then it, you know, all that asset probably one percent was used; the rest was shot in studio. And those are all things that, you know, in hindsight, it would have been good to know, so we can just book a studio, shoot it for a week or two, but you know,
0: yeah, you learn, you learn, you learn. Who decides which um, dishes get shot? Um, Is it based on aesthetic? Um, I think
2: it really depends on who's involved. The publisher obviously wants to sell the book, so they want to make sure you're not going to huh. make, you know, tempura-fried guinea pig because <laughs> no one's going to cook <laughs> that,
0: yeah. potentially. Yeah. Well, but
2: at the same time, it also depends on the author in terms of the clout. Yeah, You know, if it's the author's first cookbook, maybe they'll, they're a little apprehensive. Sure. But if, you know, they have the clout like a Stephanie Iser does or whomever you know you have that you have more of that creative control
1: yeah we were talking the other day about how when we receive a cookbook if something if a recipe doesn't have an accompanying image we never cook it yeah i'd like very
0: seldom
2: i'd I'd like to think that as well yeah i have a heart like i have millions of cookbooks at home and i never cook something that doesn't have a a picture yeah i guess the only exception would be anthony bourdain's lazal cookbook yeah there's like only a handful of pictures in that one that, but that's like my go-to
1: really yeah I don't I have that, yeah we don't have that that should be a cookbook club yeah amazing like one, one of my like go-tos
0: for we sure. should invite huge to that one yeah he would actually do it we have a, yeah. an informal cookbook club that has we since covid we've met once okay yeah it's twice <laughs> maybe three times a we bit. talk about it a lot it yeah. gets a lot of count me in time yeah i'm, I'm down because totally i
2: mean i don't cook enough anymore like With two kids at home, I'm just cooking. Yeah, it's a good excuse
0: to kind
1: of flex those cooking muscles. Huge shows stuff of what he, shows images of what he's making, and it always looks very legit.
2: Yeah, but it's also, you know, I don't get to do that often enough. Yeah. So any any excuse to cook for other people is is, is great, because cooking for the family is a little different than cooking for...
0: A crowd. I'll consider that an RSVP. There we go. Yeah. Now we just Done. need to you're locked in. On. Yeah. You're committed. <laughs> Verbal commitment. So is the
1: cookbook kind of like the pinnacle of a food photographer's like work? I mean, not in terms of how you're compensated, but it's like you were saying, it's a is, that, is that your work? Super
0: Bowl halftime show?
2: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that I you know I have three cookbooks under my belt. Yeah. Do I want to do more? I think for the for the. For the right partnership, for the right creative freedom, I totally would.
1: Yeah, because you have to balance...
2: You have to balance everything else. Yeah. You know, Um, but at the the same time, you know, my life is still a business. Yeah. So, you know, as long as I have other work coming in that'll allow me to, you know, spend a couple days or a couple weeks shooting cookbook, happily, happily do it.
1: As a photographer for a cookbook, for example, what are the stress points during the process? Um
2: making uh, the stress points are making sure that the chef is happy with like with with what you're creating yeah you know like because what they have in their mind may not necessarily be what is in my mind Mm -hmm. so trying to find that trying to jive and get that rhythm but then you know when when you're shooting like five ten recipes a day you sort of you sort of find that rhythm just like working in a restaurant you just figure it out and let, let it ride
0: yeah. So how does yeah. that work? Is the chef in the kitchen preparing stuff, and you're and you're shooting? Because I assume like a lot of the stuff you want to shoot right away because when it looks it's freshest.
2: Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, the the chef will always be there. If, if it's a chef driven cookbook, mm-hmm. you know the, they'll they'll want to be there. I I know there are some publishers who will actually just license a chef's name, and then oh. have someone else cook the food. But for all the mm. ones that I've done,
0: whoa, that's wild. Yeah, um, I, I think it's s- like Agassi's. Autobiography, autobiography with quotes. Yeah, he didn't write it. No way, man. What? Yo, look, we read about that. Wow. Yeah. You know who outed him was? Brooke Shields. Oh, well they have <laughs> who yeah, that very... portrayed very. Uh... Yeah, she was not. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um,
2: yeah. So sometimes it's just licensed, or they'll have a third party cook the recipes. But um, and I think that that was the case for Steph. For Steph, she had a first book that you know did fine, but I think it wasn't necessarily her wasn't yeah. her voice didn't have that huge touch so the second one was she wanted to make sure she was touching every dish and yeah. she she did and the other two books that i did same thing the authors slash chefs were heavily involved
1: this podcast is brought to you by geneva danny what is geneva well tim i'm glad you asked geneva is a european spirit with a wide range of flavors and lots of personality it always uses malt, spirit, and juniper, and other botanicals, so some would place it somewhere between gin and whiskey. It can be floral and bright like gin, or round and malty like whiskey. Whatever your preference, there's a Geneva out there for you. Even me? Even you, Tim. This campaign is financed with aid from the European Union.
0: So now, nowadays, everybody is a food photographer, uh, or so they think one of my pet peeves is uh scrolling through instagram and seeing a shitty picture of a shitty dish do you have some uh how do you know the dish t- is shitty uh aesthetically that mm, yeah, it doesn't look appetizing yeah um do you have some advice for these iphone amateur photographers to may- maybe bump the level of quality on the their are yeah, sharing
2: yeah so i actually have given several courses on this type of stuff oh great the, the big things really are where do
1: you offer these courses
2: i did some at the apple store i've done some oh, cool. online hmm. uh online or even privately for different companies and how stuff. would people know about you teaching
1: these classes
2: well with the Apple, i mean that was all pre-covid i'm not really haven't done one in a while got so. it um but you know chase good light mm-hmm. uh, you know pay attention to your composition make sure there's no other extraneous bullshit that you don't want in frame yeah you know um never shoot a burger from above because you're never going to see the layers you know mm. just figure out what the right angle is and um, <laughs> it's actually pretty fun <laughs> just angle, like,
1: taking a burger lowering. that's like super Just and that's
2: not to say that i haven't done that because every rule is meant to be broken yeah but yeah. like you know in most contexts is figure out what, you, what you, what's the best angle for the dish yeah and um as a as a diner like don't be those guys bringing the LED lights mm. during service. That's like, so just uh, yeah, hate, hate that. It's yeah,
0: brutal. you got the whole ring light set up at your table. Yeah, Oof.
2: or like standing on chairs during a full service. And yeah, Oof. doing yeah. a
0: dab.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the dab. Yeah,
2: I think people have to prioritize why they're dining out. Are yeah. they there to have a good meal, or are they there to generate? content yeah, yeah. it's I, tough like w- my, we
0: do when we go out to eat if it's like a client or or a restaurant we want to showcase i, I always like i kind of try to get something for the instagram to just show some love for a client or to show you're there or spread the word about that place if they just opened or whatever and it's like my wife is like come on can you just wait till after we eat? i'm like we can't what do you mean? like the food looks good <laughs> just give me a second yeah, just take a picture of an empty plate <laughs> yeah right so it, it does irritate the people around you but i i think it's kind of a, for our business at least you know yeah, makes no, sense. Uh, uh, well i think to what you said earlier with the memory
1: and the reason that you maybe started taking pictures to kind of capture these moments i think that's the that's the struggle because you want to remember the meal and the experience that you're having but you also want to be present yeah and enjoy it so that's kind of i feel always torn when i'm like contemplating taking a picture
2: well i don't think you should be ashamed to take a picture just don't take 15 minutes or have yeah. your other
0: guests wait for you yeah you just
2: you know do it quickly well the
0: waiting's inevitable yeah but but for like a multi-course meal i like to take pictures of them just because i get home and i'm like what the hell did i eat there were like 15 different things they were all beautiful and, and interesting but the funny thing is that the
1: pictures never really i mean maybe your pictures do but for me the pictures that i take never really do
0: the meal justice like our oreo meal for well, lighting example. is key composition yeah, yeah. angle yeah you like, know.
2: yeah I, I agree with you i mean when i dined there as well i just took pictures as a point of reference but it wasn't necessarily yeah. to like post something super spectacular it was just more to be like what was on that dish yeah, yeah. You know? they
0: give you the menu fancier places will give you the menu when you leave and then even still i'm like reading the words i'm like what the hell was this Because, you know, like molecular gastronomy, it never looks like what it actually is. So you're like... It'll say like three words to make it sound more interesting. Yeah, you need like clues. Yeah. Uh, They should put pictures on those.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, you're not going to post that whole tasting menu meal online, are you?
0: No, but like for your reference to go back and like, oh, this was like my anniversary meal. You're like, what the hell was this? Yeah. 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 Well,
1: kind of along the lines of what advice would you give to amateur iPhone users? What advice would you give to someone who's trying to become a professional food photographer or even professional videographer in this landscape? Um,
2: honestly, if you want to get, or not be successful, but if you sort of want to get into the network of whatever market you're in, um, the thing that helped me the most was connecting with um, a local food blog. In, in my case, it was Grub Street, and that that allowed me to sort of spread my wings and figure out what the market was in the city that you live in yeah you know that's that's the big thing trying to find ways to shoot as much as you can figure out what your niche is in terms of what type of style do you want to shoot interiors do You want exteriors do you want to shoot you know people's portraits or do you want to shoot the actual food those are all things just find a find your voice yeah and do that by just shooting as much as you can assisting is great too i learned so much working with other photographers
1: hmm. um, who did you work with or people that are still doing photography um, today
2: so, the person that taught me the real tradecraft for what I do um, is Patrick Beaudry in Montreal. He was actually a photographer for the Montreal Canadiens. Oh. So, I learned how to operate my camera and how to manage asset. All the back-end stuff that you wouldn't necessarily know about, he taught me. Even though we were shooting sports, not food, his um, his teachings have really stayed with me all, all the way through because mm. it's just made me more efficient. Yeah, that's smart.
1: Yeah. I feel like you're underestimating your the the element of your personality in
0: creating the relationships with the people you continue to work with so like oh, yeah that's got to be key putting people at ease people get yeah. tense up in front of a camera
2: yeah no t- totally i mean it's just having that sense of engagement it's just mm-hmm. like that front of house touch i like i like to approach my business sort of like a restaurant in a way it's all about comfort and hospitality yeah and if we can you know if i can make you know gordon ramsay smile <laughs> You know, I've, I've done my job.
1: Have you done that? I certainly have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but yeah, honestly, like, you know, most tribute. chefs aren't camera... F- are very camera shy. They just want to yeah. be cooking, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think having the communication skills to sort of talk to chefs in a way that, you know,
0: just comfortable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, you, want, know. you want people to be at It's the same with hosting a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Danny, Danny has a mustache to put everyone at ease. Yeah, a sleazy
1: so you feel a mustache <laughs> that's only for an Encanto <laughs> Halloween costume.
2: Well, I'm actually angled so that way the mic covers the mustache because i puke every time i see it (laughs) lucky (laughs) you
1: (laughs) can i
0: come sit on your side i should have just worn a fake mustache no i like it you gotta go authentic Go all out i've not seen in canto but yeah you don't don't i don't think i will i'm seeing i'm playing mirabel's dad um so he has a mustache (laughs) i do love coco
1: yeah you might like it i gotta gotta think those are along the same lines right you know it's funny i feel like after asking these questions like who the real, the real answer lies with the people who continue to work with you, right? Like what makes you, like what, why do they continue to work with you? Obviously you're not going, you're a pretty humble guy, so it's hard to express it.
2: Sure. I, of, I, see, I see
1: what you're saying. Yeah. But I'd be curious to hear from the other side.
2: Yeah. I so, so would I actually.
1: Yeah. I, I just. Get that Well, praise. All right. Get We're going to bring Steph Izzard in. <laughs> yeah. Come on in,
0: Steph.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah. That's interesting. I feel like it's kind of what we're getting at, you know, like trying to figure out what makes this work, how those relationships
0: have kind of sustained the business. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about gear, what you're shooting on, what you, uh, what's, what is right for what? I don't... Just all pinhole camera.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, I think every photographer sort of has a, a certain eye, like focal length wise. Um, Do so...
0: photographers get sponsored by camera brands? Yeah. Yeah. yeah my yeah, cousin totally. is sponsored by sand disc which i guess is like storage storage
2: yeah no canon has ambassadors fuji has ambassadors everyone has ambassadors do you do that i've tried um but no so i shoot commercially in studio we'll shoot canon Mm -hmm. uh, and fuji um but i I sort of see the world i see the food world through a hundred millimeter lens so like a very close macro lens Mm -hmm. but i have colleagues who will shoot with a 50 millimeter or like a fisheye just really depends but i like to. i like to see things close so i like to see the detail
0: do you ever subscribe to photography trends? Like, I know tintype was really big a few years ago. Lomography had a had a moment like 10 years ago or so. What's next in that? Like, it seems like people are, like, always looking back to bring a new style yeah. back. Is there um, anything going on right now that you're aware of?
2: Not that I'm aware of. I, I, think, I think, if anything, it's really harnessing the power of the camera that's on you slash yeah. the iPhone or, right. you know, the, the phone and just trying to find cool ways to express yourself using the phone in your pocket
0: and how does i don't know if you know the answer to this but how does the iphone camera stack up to the other smartphone cameras is it is it better are they doing something different what's the difference um
2: i mean technically speaking i think there are more powerful um mobile device cameras Mm -hmm. like i think the samsung or the google i i I don't know exactly the details Mm -hmm. but the iphone cameras are amazing yeah you can get a lot done with with an iphone
0: yeah
1: do you think your imagery, your pictures, have a specific style? Like, would I be able to look at a at some food photography and know that it's yours? I like to think so. And I think people people tell me that. Um, what makes your stuff look like your stuff?
2: I, I think it's the the macro the macro lens. There's a certain um, darkness and light, lighting texture that I like to use. Yeah, um, it's very formulaic, but it really depends on. The client, because not every client's going to want that type of style. So I feel like I'm malleable and I can shoot in any light.
1: Yeah, pun intended. But like if you shoot our portraits, get as far away as possible. Basically, don't use that macro lens. Yeah, Photoshop. However. Photoshop out that mustache. Yeah. blur out. Yeah, <laughs> Photoshop out the mustache. Blur the face.
2: Yeah. No, I like to think that I have a style. I mean, I look at all my my colleagues slash competitors, and I feel like I can sort of pinpoint. Wow, see. Yeah. that's impressive. I, I mean... was looking
0: at your portraits on your website this morning, and they, I saw like a common thread, a lot of familiar faces on there too. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Friends of the show, Jay Z, nice. Jonathan Saragosa, looking sharp with there, yeah. Butcher Night. So funny, he cracks me up. His Instagram just always gets. I love up. it. He's
1: perfect for that. He's got the perfect personality. Is so it this, is it the
2: same content as TikTok, teaching you how to cook things? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Do you do does your I guess does your studio ever done any TikTok stuff?
2: Um, So Roll Cut Studios doesn't have a TikTok yet. But um, Skywag Productions, Mark's company, has some pretty cool TikToks, and they've gone viral a couple times.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: And they just released their Halloween photos, and they were the cast of the bear. It's fucking amazing. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. When something goes viral on TikTok, is there a monetary... Like, is there a value to it? Because in
0: YouTube, obviously, you get ad revenues mm -hmm. and stuff.
2: Not that I'm aware of. It's just that... You know, the little the, little, the little, the flex. Oh, I had more than a million yeah. views. You get the yeah. followers
0: and then you get the, the paid f- ads yeah. and you start doing a uh, diet supplements. And that's where, that's where the money comes from. Colon broom. No. Exactly. No. I get so many colon broom ads.
1: So,
2: so it's not just me. No, no. I, mean, no. I, mean, I thought they are targeting the fat kid, which is me. So
0: yeah. I'm going to lose 26 pounds with colon broom. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I feel like he'd
1: be offended if we didn't mention him, but uh, David Posey, pretty good friend of the Uh, pod friend of huge yeah
2: like 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 a brother good good people
1: yeah how did you guys end up getting getting in touch
2: um he was the cdc or chef at blackbird yeah and i actually shot he and anna's wedding oh wow uh, back in the day
1: Where'd they get married? He wanted you to be working it and not enjoying it? Basically. (laughs) Um, Classic. So somewhere
2: in the West Loop, I can't remember, Prairie Productions, or I I can't can't remember. huge
1: was Wasted during that whole shoot. Basically, (laughs) yeah.
2: So I shot their wedding, and I I just knew him and Anna from, I mean, I know Anna was like a a zagat 30 for 30 at one point, so I I, I photographed her portrait and then just kept in touch. And then when they opened Elska, they reached out to sort of help yeah. and i just shoot for them whenever they need
1: were you bummed that they didn't tap you to shoot henry's birth
2: <laughs> I, no, no comment. Film I, I may have been out of town no <laughs> i probably was golfing to be honest with you did you david was probably golfing too during his birth
0: <laughs> is that the uh, only wedding you've shot or have you done more
2: no i i shot uh, a good handful early on I think it kept me on my toes. Yeah. And it's one of, at that stage when you just don't say no.
0: Yeah. You just try and... Now, do you dress up when you do that? It's my pet peeve when I'm at a wedding and the photographer's in like, like, Heather Gray sweatpants and a t-shirt. And you're like, at least try to blend in.
2: Yeah. I I will typically wear a suit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's years ago though. Yeah. But uh, at one point when I first moved to Chicago, I was tapped as like the wedding photographer for chefs in the hospitality industry. So I shot a bunch of... Hmm like chef chef people
1: that's cool. cool yeah would you do a wedding today um in a velour jumpsuit
2: <laughs> i mean if you were getting married again danny i'd photograph your <laughs> wedding hopefully
1: not <laughs> but it's <laughs> yeah. you know
2: I'm, I'm not opposed i'm not opposed to it but you know it doesn't bring me the same fulfillment as yeah photographing it seems a burger like
1: a quite different beast yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean a lot of your stuff you can you know it's not, like, necessarily in the moment as much as a wedding where you're, yeah. like, constantly, like, i got to capture every yeah. moment.
2: But when I'm shooting food events, which is another part of my Fair enough, brand, yeah. is that it really is just wedding photography without a bridezilla. It's trying to capture Yeah, I think the sleep.
1: stakes are slightly lower, probably.
2: Uh, no, I don't know. you got to make sponsors happy.
1: Oh, you know? It's yeah, like when you're true. shooting the
2: Food Wine Classic in Aspen. So there's a lot to do, a lot, a lot of ground to cover.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because beyond the trips with Steph, what has... What have been some of the highlights of your, of your travel photography. Oh, um, or, I know, tra- yeah photography well, photography while well,
2: traveling. All traveling. Yeah. Um, I traveled with Craig Perman. I'm not sure if you know him. Owns yeah, a wine Perman store. Wine Perman yeah. Wine Selections, and now partner of Limidi, okay which I, on Division. It's, yeah, it's a, a, a or aperitif joint. Anyways, hmm. uh, I traveled with him to Italy when he was sourcing some new producers in the Barolo and Marque region. That's we sweet. also went to Japan together for two weeks. He, oh my we God. visited. Different spirit companies like, you know, Hakushu and Suntory, wow. uh, uh, the Kenobi Gin Distillery. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Uh, the producer, they make, Ichiro, they make The Joker, a bunch of Japanese whiskeys. Wow. So So I traveled with him there. I mean, I go to Hawaii next week to shoot for the Four Seasons Oahu. Um, I've really i went to spain earlier this year too yeah i went were, to spain and, with, but
1: you got trapped there too i
2: got trapped there with covid but i oh, was able no. to shoot uh ribera Nueva, a, a wine brand
0: did you test positive when you were testing to come home
1: no i just i felt sick uh oh. halfway through the trip uh he didn't have it but he told rachel that
0: he had it so he could say <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. oh I'm feeling <laughs> real bad over here <laughs> yeah
2: and that was during the cold quarantine time where i couldn't come back home for oh, like 10 days wow so um yeah that's uh, awful. I got that uh, but then the the consejo whatever the the spanish government put us up for 10 days in oh, airbnb nice. in madrid it was cool. great yeah it, it was the best way to be quarantined let me tell you
0: yeah i thought about that because we took a couple trips during covid where you had to test to come home and i was yeah. like what like it would be sweet to be stuck in mexico but like not in your room for two weeks yeah
1: yeah
2: i mean i was trapped luckily with you know four other individuals um, mm-hmm. all part of the the whole wine trip and we what my business partner Mark was with me, who I knew. The other two we didn't know, but we, everyone just meshed. <laughs> I was able to cook for the quarantine crew. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's so
1: cool. Yeah, um, yeah you. So yeah, you so a I've lot been around miles. Him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of miles. What's your status?
0: The highest on every airline
1: or what? <laughs> I'm, I'm United one one K, but okay, that's it. Cool.
0: Um, now, in the spirit of Halloween, I do have a photography question for you. My mom. It's not uncommon for my mom to show me a photograph that she's maybe taken in a graveyard or like an old house or something and she'll point to these orbs and she say, that's a ghost could is there an explanation for why orbs might show up in a digital <laughs> it, or even even like a film camera what what are the orbs that show up is that dust dust it's dust, dust in it front of the flash? A flash
2: could be a ghost i don't know okay I, i'm uh, ghosts could be exist
1: okay that's the next pull quote we're gonna that's take. the <laughs> yeah Ghosts. ghost, ghost could, <laughs> could exist no, we'll could, take the could out could exist
2: <laughs>
0: okay so all right that i like that but are you are you,
2: <laughs> you shitting me like is your mother actually showing you
0: oh stuff? yeah yeah fully convinced that, that that she's photographing ghosts interesting there was a year Orbs. that she thought tim was a ghost she still thinks that yeah <laughs> it was very weird this episode of joiners is brought to you by stock manufacturing makers of fine hospitality workwear you obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? Stock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. Cool. Well, I think uh, I think we're going to hit the gratuity round. Let's move on. Okay. All right. You know what the gratuity round is, right? I know what gratuity is. It's <laughs> <I know. laughs> where and, you and, give and I, us 20%. And I like, more of a gratuitous round. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go. Yeah. All right, Huge. What's your death row meal? Um, there's this restaurant in Montreal called L'Express. Oh, the best. Um,
2: soupe de poisson. Um, steak frites, Has to be hanger steak. Extra uh, hotel butter. And then any dessert that
0: Anna Posey makes wow wow what's hotel butter
2: oh uh, it's just like a compound butter it probably has parsley tarragon
0: oh okay butter salt herb herbs yeah. okay uh what is your favorite hidden gem restaurant in chicago anywhere
2: um well in chicago i think i, I just found it recently hmm. we, we ordered staff meal from dona Natty's tacos hmm. it's in yuki village or west i've never actually been to the location because we yeah. had it for for crew meal yeah for, for comida and their chimichanga is lights out.
0: Wow! It's it's wow. like what's a, it called again?
2: Uh, Donya, D-O-N with Enya, and that's N-A-T-Y. Right? N-A-T-Y apostrophe. Yes. Yes. Donya Nati's tacos. I can't vouch I've for anything. I've seen it. I can't vouch for anything else, but their chimichanga is bonkers.
0: Are we getting that for lunch? I think we might need to. It's uh,
2: the steak is super charred. Whoa. They have like Oaxacan cheese uh, that's like super stringy, and the wow. uh, the flour tortilla is the like, deep fried to perfection. I know Amazing. exactly where this is. All okay. right,
0: we're getting it. Uh, what's your favorite fast food? Um, Red Hot Ranch. Is that
2: considered yeah. fast food? Yeah, that that's a works. great answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Red Hot Ranch. Yeah, what's Red your Heart, order?
2: Double Red Hot Ranch burger, fry, half pound shrimp. Maybe, maybe Diet Pepsi. If, I, if I'm feeling. Now,
0: it. did you know you could get a quarter pound of shrimp? Oh uh, yeah, maybe. Oh. Well, was that was the new. I got excited when I heard that. Okay. I, you know, I don't want to. Yeah. you getting a burger. I usually get a burger and a hot dog, and then to throw another half pound of. Shrimp on there, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean he told us about that. I don't
1: know, but we were there
0: in June. Is that of the June. last time you were there? I think so, end of
1: June. Really? Yeah, you're you're cheating you're cheating yourself. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's funny, I almost we we reopened Slippery Slope last night Congrats, on my way, really. way home. Thank you, thank you. On the way home, I was like, should I treat myself some red hot ranch? And then I was like, I guess not. Yeah.
2: But I mean a close second is actually Jolly Bee. Yeah. Love love I've job. never
1: had Jollibee. But, Me neither, yeah. but I know it's a big deal.
2: It's a big deal. I mean, I'm Filipino, so. We,
1: we were you, the yeah. first. The first one in the states was here, right? In Skokie. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the only
0: one, or is there one? No, there's the one. there's more now.
2: Yeah, there's one in, in Elston, like five thousand north Elston.
0: Are we going there for lunch? Second lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite spirit? Oh gosh, Calvados, without a doubt. Wow. Calvados. And a cocktail
1: too.
2: Um, if I, if I see a cocktail that has either Calvados or green chartreuse, I'll probably want to try it Cool. or any, any, any milk punch. Actually. I actually like to, I love a milk Ooh, punch.
0: Oh, all right. Nice. Yeah. When will chartreuse be on shelves again? It's kind of back. Is it? Yeah. I was at Binnie's out in, I don't know, like McHenry last weekend. We got weekend. Set, like two cases, basically.
1: It's
2: heavily allocated right now. It's just hard. Well, to...
1: what happened was during the pandemic, yeah, when it was out every time we'd place an order just because we'd always like leave it on the order. And so then they just added up every time that it happened. And so when it came back, we just got tons of chartreuse. Oh.
0: Okay. So you've got all the chartreuse. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's all Law <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, huge. What trivia category would you dominate?
2: Easily biology, something
0: sciencey. Okay. Yeah. Just cause I'm a nerd. Human or?
2: Yeah. Human anatomy, physiology. Okay. Yeah.
0: Great. When you come back, we'll have some questions for you, <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to look at a mole. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, to what do you attribute your success? Um, I think
2: that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's. I
1: think we kind of covered it actually.
2: Yeah, but uh, honestly. I think changing
1: from Eugene to Huge. That's what did it. Is.
2: Oh, man. Another another drop. Now people know my real name. <laughs> wow. Gosh. Um, honestly, I, I think it's, apart from the name change uh, and being on this podcast, which will, I'm sure, be gangbusters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, and I, I probably don't attribute this often enough. It's really the team that I work with or the teams that I work with. He's yeah.
0: winking. He's lying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, just
2: <laughs> being able to it's lean on others answer. to, you know, yeah. smarter people to help me
0: succeed yeah i think that's true and like the ability to delegate and trust people to to do things properly yeah yeah all right and then last question what is something that bars or restaurants do that might annoy you
2: oh gosh uh i hate when restaurants if i order a steak frite, and the steak comes pre-sliced it's like my my ah. my pet peeve hmm. i want to cut that steak myself but do you hmm. just when
1: you order do you say please don't cut it no, I, so you I, like to wait to get pissed and then be upset?
2: <laughs> yeah, because I mean it's kind of douchey. May I have a steak, free, please? please you know, meet no, just leave and it. Bring it your May sharpest rarer. knife. Yeah, intact? No, I'm not gonna ask that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because <laughs> they like, should her. they should know not to cut it. Yeah, because a, yeah. a steak free should not a steak should not be cut for you unless you're two.
1: Yeah, I'm, it's wow. interesting. I, Ellie, for the longest time, my wife, um, she does not like a runny egg yolk, and she would ask for an egg over hard, and a lot of the times it wouldn't be. Over hard, it would still be runny. And I was just like, You just gotta say like over hard, no runny yoke. But she like would refuse to say that last part, the no runny yoke. And it was like she would get burned so frequently that now she does she she, she says she it. Says it.
2: And the the other thing that pisses me off is when a server will drop the food and come back to your table a minute later. So how's everything tasting? Yeah, oh, I'm like, come on, I haven't yeah. had a chance <laughs> yeah. to try
1: it. Yeah, I out. haven't even photographed it. That's yet. a great one. <laughs> yeah. That does yeah. happen all too frequently, all the time. Or just the yeah, th- which is tough. It's like the rhythm of when the server checks back in with you. If that's off, it's so difficult. Like they're like, are you ready to order? And you're like, we just sat down. Like yeah. I haven't even and like you saw that we've been talking. We haven't even flipped the menu over. Yeah. And then they, like, come back again, but, like, a minute late. Like, not five minutes later, but, like, a minute later. And you're, like, yeah. still in the a, same boat. And balance. then they wait, like, 20 minutes.
0: And you're, like.
2: Yeah, oh. yeah I know. That, that rhythm, you need to it's dial tough. that in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why every table needs a little light that you illuminate when you need your server. <laughs> a bell that you just ring. Well, really no, no, with. not the
1: bell.
2: I think they do that in Japanese broth rolls. Brothels.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. They definitely do. I can tell uh, you. All right, and that's all the time we have for Huge. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming to <laughs> the studio. Thanks for having me. Guys. <laughs> the other poll quote: That's what they do in Japanese brothels. Yeah, we got we got. It's gonna be hard to pick
1: a good quote. Yeah, there's to so many. many. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have more questions? No, that was really it? It. Oh, great. Was it okay? Did yeah, yeah it's it great. Really... Yeah, thank you, Huge, for coming and being on the podcast. Yeah, yeah and to of course. To know you. And
2: of course, thanks, guys.
1: Awesome. Thanks, thanks. man. And that concludes our conversation with Huge Caldones. And don't forget to like and subscribe. If you enjoyed this podcast, you also might want to leave a review. And we are also on Instagram at joinerspod. You can reach out to us there with any questions or anything you want us to cover. Um, We also do throwback photos on Thursdays and we
0: offer cocktail recipes tailored to each guest. And coming soon, those cocktail recipes are going to be in video format for you to enjoy. Yes, indeed um this podcast was produced by matt haddock and music by captain cuts
1: we'll Thanks see you for guys listening.
0: next week